come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing, is it God's will or your power according to God's word? We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And we also have Sister Bennett back with us. I'm so excited to see what she's going to cover in the conversation corner. But anyway, let's get down to it. And yep, you know it. You guys guessed it. We're going to talk about will and power. So let's define the meaning of will. To decide, to bring about, or attempt to affect. We can look at this biblically in Romans 7, 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. This is the English Standard Edition. One word can sum up this scripture, powerless. The place we draw our earthly strength and our earthly bodies lives no good thing, which is in the flesh. This can be seen in your everyday lives while living in social media. The dreaded blinking battery showing you or informing you that your text session, your viewing or recording of TikTok videos, that posting to someone's timeline and liking someone's picture is coming to an abrupt end because there is no power left in your phone. Basically put, you are powerless without connecting to a power source. See, when you see that blinking light, you're not at home and there's no way to connect to get more juice. You are powerless. Uh Uh-oh. Just like our phones, our bodies have limited power to do a limited number of things, especially those things that are pleasing to God. Look at Paul. He says it over and over again in several different ways that God's will is pushing him to be better, but every time he starts on a path of righteousness, he finds that evil is present, and that is what he does. Despite knowing what is right, he is powerless to the flesh. We must recognize that we can't rely on ourselves, that without Christ, there is no tomorrow. By a show of hands, who wants to live a day where there is no Christ? Let's look at this biblically in John 5, 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I found these two verses to answer that question. Who would want to live a day without Christ? Before someone decides to put their hand up, consider this. Jesus prayed for you before he knew you, before he even seen your face. Why would anyone want to live in a day that didn't include the love of Christ for them? Because that takes love. Think about this. On his way to hell to get the keys, Jesus was still praying for your will and your strength. Amazing. 
Jesus committed his life to saving us at all times. That was his whole purpose. There wasn't a time that Christ didn't consider that we would be powerless to the devil tricks that would distract us from God's will for our lives. Yes, he prayed for our strength day in and day out because he knew we were powerless in the flesh. I tell you what, I'm not going to give you the opportunity to even consider a day without Jesus Christ. I'm going to take up Jesus' mantle and mission to pray for each and every one of you that you would never have to experience a day without Christ. So before we go to break, let us pray. Father God, we come to you right now giving you thanks for this day. We ask that you purge us of all thoughts that are against the kingdom of God. Purge us of all sins that are against you, O God. Clean us up, Lord God, that we may come to your throne boldly, that you may make us right. And Lord God, we, we open our hearts and our minds to the idea of your son dying on that cross that we may have life everlasting. But not only that, that he would pass back his spirit to us that would give us the strength and courage to follow your will and to use that power to fight against the devil, that he wouldn't be able to push us off the path of righteousness. So right now, Lord God, I pray for our loyal young listeners, Lord God, that I pray their strength, I pray their desire, I pray their will to follow you, oh God. Have your way in each and every one of their lives, Lord God, because it's only through you that we live. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We are back in the PNT Podcast Studio after that power-packed prayer for power and strength for us to follow God's will. I hope you guys received it because I prayed it from the heart as Jesus would. And you know why? Because Jesus loves you and so do we. Let's look at some practical ways to align with God's will and rely on Jesus' power. I'm not going to waste much of your time listing out everything you guys already know on this topic. But just in case we have a few new young loyal listeners, let me list out six. Number one, prayer. We need prayer to establish that connection to God. God is the power source. God is our source. God is our purpose and our being. God is one who motivates and gives us the will to live, the the will to live for him, to give the will to build his kingdom. So we must pray and establish that connection. Number two, you must go to church. You must go to your local church. You must find a church that is Bible teaching that you may grow in the word. So this is plugging into Another source, which is the church. Number three, being around like-minded people. This is connecting. Connecting where you're connected with other people that are going in the same direction, that where iron sharpens irons, where you can get power from other people that, that come off of them. Just like when Jesus was in his mother's belly and she walked in the house, John jumped in his mother's womb because he felt the power, the connection. Number four, Bible study. That's refinement. Where you go to church, you be around like-minded people, and now you go to Bible study to refine everything you've learned, everything you've heard. This is where you can sharpen your skills to get better, where you can ask those deep down questions that you can't ask on a Sunday service. And number five, and more prayer. This is reinforcement. After you've done all that, go back to God. Reconnect, continue to establish and grow that connection to grow that relationship, which leads me to number six, spending time with God. That's the relationship. So if you do those six things, 
You will be in God's will and you will get Jesus' power. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were just discussing a question that came up about Romans chapter 7, verse 19. The question was, Miss Pam, why do I keep messing up? And the others were nodding also. I read the NIV version, which reads, For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. I explained that they, as young people, are not the only ones who struggle in this area. If Paul, a grown man, full of the Holy Spirit, can struggle, then they there are plenty of adults struggling in this area as well. I am truly a living witness of this. I want so much to please God and do everything right. But in some areas, when I want to do the right thing, I don't. Evil is there, pressuring me, and I mess up a lot. I told them, just like what some of them do, I do the same thing. I cry, I scream, I hurt, because I feel like I've disappointed God. I've let him down. But I assured them that God is a forgiving and faithful God. He knows we'll mess up and not always get it right, but he also wants to see how we react after we mess up. It's in those times that we have to do three things. First, ask God for forgiveness. He tells us to come to him all who are weary and are burdened, and he will give us rest. God knows that we are going to feel like giving up sometimes because of our mistakes. He knows that our mistakes can have us looking down because we are ashamed. He knew this, and that is why we can ask for forgiveness because he will give us rest, both mentally and physically. He'll throw our mistakes into the sea of forgetfulness. Secondly, we must forgive ourselves. We can't move on until we realize we are are not perfect and we are going to mess up. We don't have to stay in our mistake mentally, meaning the devil is always going to try to use your mistakes against you and tell you that you are not worthy to be a Christian because of what you did, that you are not saved because of your mistakes, that God doesn't love you because you keep messing up. But we know what? The devil is a liar. You will come out victorious. And lastly, we must repent. Try our very best not to do that thing over and over again. If it continues to happen, ask God to deliver you from it. He will. It may take some time, but he will. This will be your testimony to help another person when they struggle with the same thing. So yes, evil is always going to be present when we want to do good. But let's do a karate chop to the devil's throat so he can stop talking to us. We can overcome our mistakes. We do not have to be defined by them. And remember, people will always have something to say about your mistakes, but they have to realize that they've made some too. So don't let their negative words penetrate your heart or your mind, making you feel bad because no one, no, not one, is perfect. In summary, the importance of knowing that it is God's will that prevails over your power. As we close out this podcast, I want you to pause and think. If we could save ourselves what Jesus had needed to climb on the cross to save us, the answer is no. We tried to save ourselves and we failed at it and we failed at it miserably. But when we truly combine God's will and Jesus' power to create willpower, God's plan for our life can't fail. Here's a quote for you. When it's all said and done, 
Willpower is not genetic. It's not something you get from your parents. It requires God's will to guide us through troubled waters and the power of Jesus to overcome the antics of the devil. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. But Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.